You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast, brought to you ad-free with the support of our patrons. Visit mashthosebuttons.com or stay tuned after the show for more details. Hey, this is Ramses from Push the Point, the Mash Those Buttons official Overwatch League podcast. Tune in every Tuesday where me and my co-host Labosco break down player performances, storylines, and the league at large. Wow Talk, Mash Those Buttons podcast all about World of Warcraft. My name is Ray Lou, and I'm here with Nick Zelenkevich. Hey, how's everybody doing? Eric Knutson. Hey, guys. And Chris Harv Greer. Hey, how's it going? Today is July 21st, 2019, and this is Wow Talk, episode 137. So, it's been a while, because, uh, you know, we've been away, real life things and what have you. I guess we'll start off with what we've been doing. I'll let someone else take over since I usually I'm the one who talks. <laughs> well, we started the raid this week, uh, or last week. We started the new Eternal Palace raid. Um, we got it down actually on week two. We're able to get yeah. Queen Ashera after like 17 or how many? I don't remember how many tries it was, but it was right around there. I think somebody said 15. It's pretty. Sweet. Is that a lot for you guys or? No. <laughs> no, not at all. I was telling them, even though we wiped a bunch that... Uh, we didn't wipe a bunch the first night. Well, okay, let's rest forward to the first week of the raid. The first night we went in, we got like five bosses down like the first night, and I was like, wow, that was pleasant. And then we cleared the next two the next night, and we got like three or four pulls in on Ashara, and we were like, oh my god, this is going to be the worst fight of all time. Yeah, it was actually... It was 13 wipes, and then we got her on the 14th, because I didn't... um. I didn't reset the log or whatever, so it took the two from the prior night. But nobody probably noticed that, so okay. that's our official count. 14, huh? Yeah. That's not bad at all. Yeah, I mean, it'll be a different story on Heroic, but normal, not bad. I kind of like the rate. It's different than the other ones, and it feels quicker. I guess it doesn't drag on. I was never so happy in my life as when we one-shot the underwater boss. I'm like, good, we're done with this shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that was a lot of uh, hand-wringing and consternation for, for nothing. I guess much ado about nothing. That's the that's the joke. Well, on normal, anyways. We'll yeah. see what I'm heroic. Yeah, on normal, it's, uh, it's really easy. Did the underwater mechanic come into play? Because, like I said, my understanding is mostly that you just had to swim between the platforms. That was really the bulk of yep. being on, like, the underwater. So did it, did it feel like an actual underwater boss, or was it just like, oh, there's a little swim part, but for the most part, it's a regular boss? Yeah, you just swim twice. You go from one platform to the next, and then you go from the second platform to the third at the at two different phase transitions. Um, I, maybe for the DPS and the healers, they maybe felt like they had to swim more because they had to go over to the pufferfish to get their healing debuff. But like as a tank, 
one of the buffs that you get by getting hit by the boss allows you to get healed. Or I guess debuff buffs you at the same time by allowing you to get healed. So you never have to move. You just, as a tank, you just sit in front of the fish and push your buttons. When that's There's it. a puffer fish? Yeah. Yep. So you, when you're <laughs> you down there. You kill a puffer fish and he explodes into like a green cloud. And you had to like swim into that cloud and it gives you a buff for like 45 seconds so you can breathe underwater. And take Wait, healing. So you can't oh, and take healing, that's right. Wait, so you're underwater, but you can't breathe underwater? You need to be constantly rebuffed throughout the fight for it? I think you Actually, the breathe. breathing, you get that as soon as you go into the water, you click on this one thing, and it gives you an underwater breathing thing. But then, Eric, I forgot about the, the little puffer fish thing that you get. It gives you the ability to be healed. Yeah. And the first kill, like... We used the last little thing, and some people started dying, and Ray's like, I guess I'll DPS, and Eric's like, no, heal the tanks, because we can still be healed. <laughs> there, was, there was a misunderstanding. I thought that we couldn't, that the tanks wouldn't be able to be healed either, but that would be extra harsh of Blizzard to do something like that. <laughs> Bring warrior tanks. Mitigate everything. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> So going back to Ashara for a moment, uh, I know that some people have been concerned because, at least according to the uh, the raid guide, uh, that Ashara has a ton of mechanics. Uh, and I I watched the fight. I actually watched uh, the first day the fight went live. Uh, I forget which guild it was that was uh, Wowhead was streaming, um, but I watched it because I wanted to see the cinematic at the end, and. So I saw some of the fight there and I know like a lot of like from a lore perspective, Ashara talks a lot and there's actually a lot of like lore information passed through during the fight. Um, but that that's aside from the question that I'm asking here. Um, as far as the fight itself, there were concerns before we actually got a chance to play it, that it would feel that it was very mechanically challenging for a normal fight, that it felt like this was at the, the higher end of complexity for a normal fight. Uh, bearing in mind, this is the final boss of what is effectively the second tier in this current expansion. Did you guys feel that Ashara was a more complex boss than normal? Or, or does the fact that you downed her in 14 attempts kind of, at least as far as normal goes, speak to the fact that, you know, despite as she may have seemed complex, she was either, you know, really ultimately very simple or at least undertuned that the complexity didn't come into play. I thought she was... Very complex. Like there was a, that's absolutely right. That there was a lot of things that we had to figure out how to deal with. I think um, the reason that we got her down so quickly was this is one of those times where we actually did a really good job of sharing ideas and communicating back and forth about what we were noticing or what we thought would work better. Um, there's sometimes, you know, as a team where you, you work together well and other times where all it takes is a few people to be in bad moods and then, they don't talk and then there are lots of things go unsaid and then everybody just keeps dying over and over again and it snowballs. But uh, we actually did a really good job, I think, of of uh, discussing what needed to be done or what could be done differently. But yeah, very complicated fight. I mean, at first, it, we kind of, um, you saw how they had like the ancient wards um, that we have to keep charged up around the side of the room and then the one in the middle of the room that you want to keep depleted. Um, we found, because if you let one of the wards along the side, either of those three get completely depleted, uh, I believe it pulses for AOE damage to the raid. Um, but so you want to keep those at least partially charged, if not fully charged. Um, and then the one in the center, if that one 
continues to get charged up, the boss does more damage. Um, but we found for like, cause otherwise you have to move the boss around a lot and people are jumping in and out of different places. We found it was easier, at least for our raid, at least on normal, uh, to not really worry about bringing her to the sides and having her pull down the, the runes around the side. We just kept those charged because we didn't want the raid to take pulsing damage. Um, it was easier for me and the other tank to just get hit harder and we could deal with it. So we, we kind of let her keep uh, toward the center to kind of charge up that center one because that was easier for us to deal with uh, rather than AoE damage to the raid. So switching to doing that uh, kind of simplified everything and then it all got better after that, I guess. Were there any other notable bosses other than the underwater boss and Ajara in the uh, in the encounter? Mm, oh, Lady Ashvane. The thumb person. Thumb face lady. Thumb face. Thumb, thumb. <laughs> I, I think I made my point very clear when I was like, she's much hotter in this form than she was the other form. <laughs> I gotta... I, I don't know. I shouldn't talk. I, I thought... I, I don't know. I thought she was very well animated for a, a full-figured lady. Let's put it that way. That's all I'm going to say. I just didn't like her. Uh, but at the beginning of the fight, uh, like right, or before you get there, so not at the beginning of the fight, but like a cinematic, not a cinematic, but it just happens when you're getting there. She gets transformed into this monstrosity. <laughs> oh, wait, that happens as part of the raid? Yeah. Okay, okay. So <laughs> you, you're like, uh, you're killing trash around there and you're getting ready to go down to that fight. And uh, she wants, she's asking about being all powerful and Queen Ashera was like, okay, here you go. Just like changes her into this monstrosity. She's like, no, not like this. It's extreme makeover. <laughs> wow. <boss edition>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that, that fight was just, it was just funny for me. Cause we have that ongoing joke about her being a thumb. <laughs> um, not that difficult of a fight though, at least on normal. I got to put that with an asterisk yeah <laughs> i think we'll find out when we actually start doing heroic after a little bit more normal assuming mm-hmm. so. so you'll be you'll be farming for another week or two and then finally getting a new heroic yeah i mean because it's so i mean so it drops for 15 i know i mean gear shouldn't be an issue but it should be probably for heroic a little bit i know we have a we have a pug guy that's been coming back and he's thinking about joining with at some point but um, I know he's been really hopped up on worrying about gear and stuff, but it it's all about knowing the fights and stuff. I'm like, if you're dead on the ground, you're just dead on the ground. Like, it doesn't matter if you're, like, 11 billion gear. It's not going to help anyone. But I, I, I don't know. I was talking with Eric when we went to take Hachi for a walk, and I was like, you know, like, our off-tank, like, he's had the same item level forever. And I'm like, it's kind of weird because he does get dropped, so I don't know if there's a certain uh things he's looking for because I know we had that last expansion you know with people with tier sets and stuff or whatever and i don't want to break my thingies and this and this and that so i don't know if that's an issue now but i don't know i think eric would probably know more so on that i guess yeah I, i'm not sure i hadn't uh had to inspect maybe he just has stuff he doesn't want to use because he's happy with his azurite ta- traits right now or something like that right which is the same thing as tier pieces exactly <laughs> to me, at least, I don't know. I'm, I know everybody's complaining about it, but you still got your tier sets this way because you're picking what you want. Mm-hmm. It's like a buffet table now. Well, and, and it presents the exact same problem that you said that the tier pieces did—that you're not swapping out 
gear of a you know of the lower eye level for a higher eye level because you have a certain ability or a certain power up that you're preserving that you can't easily replace and at least with the tier pieces you knew what you were hunting for like okay like if i can just get the same gloves to drop on heroic then that'll complete my four piece and i can you know do whatever damage and whatnot but with the the azurite gear it is still a bit of a problem that you can be looking for stuff that you know, you're like, you, you may never see, I mean, it, uh, it, 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 I, I mean, I've, I've, I've never been one to really complain about the Azerite gear. I've been like, yeah, it's a system and I, I'm kind of neutral towards it, but I do understand that complaint a little bit that it does make it hard to, to look for, for best in slot when, uh, the gear can vary so wildly based on the abilities associated with it. Right. Yeah. So I'm just want to make sure going into heroic that everybody's, you know, able to withstand normal aoe damage or raid wide damage or whatever so we're not like that's why we gimped ourselves or this is why we're having an issue i'd rather the issues be like we didn't figure something out and now we're figuring it out standing in poop i'm dying yeah right? <laughs> don't stand in there well, that's just the bed you're sleeping in right or no that was pee i'm sorry uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> right. um two, uh, two quick questions then one uh did you guys feel that the benthic gear uh, I don't know if you guys were able to like get any upgrades from that, that maybe it felt like you went into this a little bit more overpowered than you otherwise might have if they hadn't introduced that system. No, I think for most of us, the Benthic gear is just tokens we send to our alts. I think because, uh, what is it? They're like 385. And uh, none of I think, our... yeah, starting at 385, but yeah. you, can, you can upgrade them to like 425 or something. Uh, yeah, they'd have to be upgraded significantly because I think going in, like all of our mains were mid 410s for the most part sort of i I can't read with you guys most of us most of us there's a few that are below but even then 385 would have to be you'd have to be replacing something that you've had forever yeah and then the second question i had uh you guys did this raid after your guild party everybody had gone home by this point correct um harvest still here harvest still there all right yeah well we did the first week of it before the party, and the second week of it after. Yes. Yeah. Why didn't you raid during the party? <laughs> <laughs> Not enough. We didn't have enough machines here. <laughs> Not everybody drove a, over a thousand miles like I did and didn't bring their laptop with them. <laughs> uh, screw bringing your laptop. Bring your desktop. You know, pack that in your car, and then just get like Jesus. a bunch of folding tables and in, in one room with a bunch of cables running all over the place. Do it. Old school LAN party style. Come on. <laughs> I mean, we we had two plugs available upstairs to be used if someone had that. And then, you know, I guess Wi-Fi down here is another plug down here somewhere, I think. But yeah, I mean, it is spliced throughout the entire basement. <laughs> like a nerd place, I guess. <laughs> and how, how were the cookies? Amazing. Awesome. I still have some. Nice. Uh, I was nice, and I shared one with each of my each of my nieces. Uh-huh. Like, These cookies are so good, like <laughs> sugar cookies with chocolate chips. Like why? Yes. <laughs> I'm like I know this. You said your mom didn't want it. I'm like, oh, she mad about the lasagna? God damn. <laughs> <laughs> what happened with the lasagna? I like posted it, and yeah, then he's posting that it was amazing. Like, oh no! Don't your don't let your mom see that. Um, Get angry people, relatives, at their kids and whatnot for having 
things. So if you're going to post, you got to be like, this is the second best lasagna I've ever had. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> she asked what we wanted for dinner yesterday. And I'm like, lasagna? She's like, but you had chicken lasagna a couple days ago. I saw it on Facebook. I'm like, that was a little, little salty. <laughs> Taking stabs. It was a little salty, unlike the lasagna, which was perfectly flavored. <laughs> it was. Yeah. That's I'm going to be dead by morning, guys. This is going to be bedtime. <laughs> yeah, I had it for breakfast the next day. Too, so. Nice. <laughs> yeah. No, overall, I mean, it was it was a good time. We did all the things. Having the party was fun. I did put, I know, I think I sent the invitation out and I posted it after the party and blanked out some personal info. But I mean, you know, I spent a couple of days making that invitation. Everybody's like, this looks professional. Everybody's like, I didn't want it to look ghetto. I didn't. <laughs> and now, is, is this something you guys do every year, or this is this is just like a, a special event? Um. Well, we did it. We we kind of did like just an impromptu hangout last year because it was just Harv, and then anybody who was in the you know that lives in Minnesota, we just kind of met up at a at a restaurant or whatever, and we just hung out you know for a day. And then this year we were talking about it afterwards and we kind of planned it out. And then, uh, you know, Harv said, this is all have vacation during this month of this month. And then, you know, to the other guys were, well, one of the other guys was asking. So then they were planning, then it was planning together to figure out like when to do the hangout and stuff like that. And then, then I, be, then we became, made it like a bigger thing just because it's like, well, now we got people coming from like out of state, you know, kind of like centralizing one area. So I decided to make it, a thing and you know writing down hey you know these guys are here from like the state of the state if you can't come to the party like trying to make some time so you can come like see the people because like you know for me it was just kind of all about whether you because uh eric and i were talking i was like well do i invite just people who raid or just like people in the guild and he's like well don't just do it just for just raiders so you know i extend it out to other people who you know who, who are in the guild uh you know if they wanted to come to come but they didn't so i mean maybe i'll try again maybe i won't you know, but it, I was just seeing it as opportunity for people who, you know, either play together or in the guild together to actually come and socialize and have the conversation and get to know each other and be a little more comfortable because I know that's like the hardest part, you know, when you're in a guild and stuff like that and you don't chat and it's just like you're in a guild. So, you know, get to know people like no one's going to chew each other out or bite your head off for like saying hi or asking like, do you want to come do a thing or whatever? So I was just hoping that would be a way that people would be more comfortable. And I think, you know, I know uh I know Scott was a little didn't talk as much, but I think he felt better, right? As like the days passed. Which was yeah. nice. So he felt a little bit more comfortable like talking with us and I and I feel like that was good better for like for us during raiding too, because I feel like maybe, you know, he'll be a little more comfortable and some other people as well. <laughs> Team building I, guys. I, I know. All I know is Monster was all like, Hey, we're gonna do those shots and I'm like, in a little while, man. And then Later, when we started doing shots, I'm like, now it's time to do shots. And they're like, how many have you had? I'm like, seven. And Ray's like, those are doubles. I'm like, I've had 14. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I stopped on 20. <laughs> I, won the ga- I won the game. <laughs> I won the party, guys. That's so much. <laughs> I think you're, you're, you're the tank in real life, Harv. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For reals, though, in real life, this one guy used to call me Keg. Just, yeah. 
but yeah, it was a great party for me. It was probably the best party I've ever been to. <laughs> I'm in this room and everybody's talking about, a lot of people work at Activision. They're like, we're talking about Call of Duty. And we're talking about Overwatch. And we're talking about Hearthstone. I walk into the other room. It's like, we're talking about Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones. And I'm like, this is the greatest party ever. <laughs> So. We're saying is Nick, you should come if we plan um, another one next year. Well, you know, this year uh, I'm saving all my vacation time because I got the kid coming. But yeah, next year all the vacation time that I'm saving, I won't necessarily have to save it to the same degree. So uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to get out there and, and do that. It's been quite well, we'll some start. time since I've been to a party where you can get have twenty shots and then talk about Lord of the Rings, Hearthstone, <laughs> and whatnot. So. <laughs> Dude, there was like a heated debate over what's better, The Hobbit or Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Obviously, Wait, Lord are they of the talking Rings. books? Books or movies? <laughs> movies, what? movies. Yeah, yeah, the Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah, I mean, The Hobbit's not to disparage The Hobbit, but Lord of the Ring movies. Yeah, that's not a. I don't. How how is this a heated debate? <laughs> you had to be there. People were getting people were getting upset. Some people clearly had a little too many of those doubles. That's all I'm saying. Right. This this started before the party. It was like day one. <laughs> When Scott and Monster got there, and Scott's like, all right, Harv, so Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit? And I'm like, obviously Lord of the Rings. And he turns to Monster, and he's like, in your face. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that argument kind of never went away the whole time. <laughs> you know, adults. Right. <laughs> Moral of the story is, you know, you have a guild, you can do a meetup team building because it's fun. <laughs> Well, it was you, super fun. Do you think then that since your your meetup went so successfully that that played into like you were saying earlier that you know if you have like a bad night and people aren't talking like that can kind of derail your guild? Do you think that that like good mood that you had from everybody being together that carried over and that helped let you beat Ashara in fourteen attempts? Right. I'd I mean, so. yes, no, because like I mean, I I did. I mean, I didn't just talk you know about having fun and stuff, but like you know serious moments about things about rating and people and the people that weren't at the party and opinions came out and stuff like that because that's just what happens when you're not there um but yeah like <laughs> like you know it, <laughs> we went to white castle at one point and it was me ray and monster and obama in my car and then eric and scott in his car <laughs> me and ray and monster are having like serious discussion about healer add-ons like dude you got to get cursive it's Hands down, the best thing for removing for decursing people. So, <laughs> yeah, he tried getting a grid too, but it didn't do what he wanted. And I told him I only use the uh, regular grid, so I think he went with that. So, because he, I think the night before the raid, then he started installing a nasty. He's like, okay, I gotta go set up stuff. I'll be right back. So, but you know, see, sometimes you have to have the discussions because sometimes typing it doesn't correlate the same with way as you passionately portraying it out verbally mm -hmm. to someone's face. <laughs> well that's why we do this as a podcast and not as a newsletter <laughs> right. right yeah oh we have someone in the, in the twitch going white castle and you made a face <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's good or bad I don't know it's my childhood thing from growing up in St. Louis as a little kid I just remember getting a couple sliders and a chocolate milkshake and some fries so that's usually what I get it's like a nostalgic thing <laughs> mm-hmm yeah, it was good. We got what, a case? A couple of sliders. We had a Crave case <laughs> yeah. with six people, and then I ordered like a number one. I ended up having nine sliders on that trip. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> and a large milkshake. And a large sack of fries. So yeah, I was, I was dying. <laughs> Champion. 
I won White Castle, guys. Yeah, you did. I got the yeah, Harold and Kumar honorable mention award. <laughs> and then next year, I'm just going to have to make like 12 strips of the lasagna and just see what happens. Oh, go I'm ahead, guys, it. and go die uh, on the dark matter. 12 strips of lasagna? Ugh. Yeah. I don't know well, about delicious. That. that sounds terrible. <laughs> You're going to have a bad time. I don't know if you had any questions about the guild party, but you better come next time we have one set up. I will do my best. <laughs> we, I mean, we gave everybody like five and a half months notice on this one. So. Well, let, let, let's see. Let, let me choose between spending a weekend hanging out with you guys or a weekend at home with, with two kids. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't seem that difficult. It's, uh, I don't know. It's, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like my kid. I like my kid. I assume I like my other kid when I, I get to meet him or her. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just seventy-two hours. I'll be right back. It won't be like the Hangover or whatever. No, but maybe I want it to be like the Hangover. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, yeah. Nick. We can do some shots and we can turn it into the Hangover uh, real fast. Oh yeah, that's yeah. I'm. Uh... The funny thing is, I didn't even have a Hangover that exported because it's like. I, I get in, I drank a bang at the same time, so I was like super hyper. I'm like story, story, story. The Ray's like I'm going to bed. I'm like I can do that. Grabbed three bottles of water and went to my went to yeah, guest room. Drink for water. Woke, I woke up before everybody, man. I got to walk through the house and everybody was asleep. And I was like, oh, why do I feel so good? I have no business feeling this morning. You know, I feel like we need to do an episode sometime. Where we can come up with an excuse for for you to do a bunch of shots and bang before we do the episode, so you can just go for the entire hour. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be the that'd be the Harv hour. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> talk the whole time. <laughs> Harv power hour. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Sponsored by Bang Energy Drink. <laughs> Change the episode to Harv and Friends. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm down. Let's go. Let's do the things. Yeah. So I think all in all, I th- that was enough party talk. I think we covered everything with that, right? Had a good time. Mm-hmm. Did the raids. Talked about things. Did non WoW things. I really enjoyed that we uh, like I, like I said, I didn't take any pictures other than the food. I didn't take pictures of people. I I enjoyed it so much that people weren't on their phones, like looking at it the whole entire night. You know what I mean? That we were having conversations that just felt a lot better that we were like attached to electronic devices other than playing Jackbox Party. It was really refreshing. It was almost like I was in the 90s again. I'm jealous you guys played Jackbox Party. Yeah, it was a good time. <laughs> People <laughs> played with us. I probably Corey could have. You're did. right. You should have. Uh, next time you'll have yeah, to let me know because I, I, uh, that's the. Uh, like, that's the other thing is like, I, you know, I have. Uh, I'll admit, I haven't been playing much WoW lately. I've been playing uh, Crash Team Racing, which, uh, you know, that came out. It's a remake of the old game from the, I think it was like the the late 90s when I used to play it with my brothers on the PlayStation 1. And they remade it with all new graphics, but like the, the maps are all the same, but then they added a bunch of new stuff anyway. But the other thing that they just added are daily, like basically daily quests in that. So it's oh, like, no. oh, I can log into WoW or I can just play some Crash Team Racing and get my dailies that way. And yeah, it's been uh, seriously... Like I've never felt like my WoW playing time was in as much danger as I do now, because I'm just like, oh, I can just go in there and I can unlock a racer or I can do something. Um, but yeah, it's like, can you fly in Crash Team Racing? 
No, in WoW. No, I can't fly now. Not yet. Oh. I have. I hope you get flying. I'm not even to. I think I'm thir- like maybe like uh, a thousand away from being honored with the unshackled. Uh, or the the uh, the wave benders or whatever the Ancoans wave blade yeah yeah um, and All I right, haven't, Nick, I haven't even act- been to Mechagon yet so when you're free three of us at least at least in this, well three or four of us can fly I will fly you around so you can get your stuff done so you can also fly <laughs> because this is the only way I can get Eric to do it because he hates them so much <laughs> that I fly his oh, ass around I have here's the thing I I don't even like flight will come when flight comes I don't I'm not concerned about that I want the tour and heritage armor but to get that I have to get to a certain point with the uh with the anco or with the unshackled rather and I don't know like I don't know how how much further I have to go to get that to get to the point where I can get that done like I just have to keep working through Nazjatar but so it's not that I'm I'm actively avoiding it or anything. It's just like no, I'd ra- much rather play Crash Team Racing. But the, the whole reason I bring up Crash Team Racing in res- with respect to like the Jackbox Party game stuff is that like I have the Jackbox games on my PlayStation. I have the Crash Team Racing. I'm going through. I'm trying to unlock all the characters that I can unlock because like in my head, like someday I'm gonna have like a bunch of people over and we're all gonna play video games. And <laughs> like you know, like that happened maybe once in the last. Like since I've moved down here, since so in the last six years, I think once that happened, where I had like a bunch of people over and we played Dive Kick, which if you've never heard of Dive Kick, it's an uh, it's a fighting game where all you have, there's two buttons. All you, you can do, yeah, one button is to jump, and then the other button is to kick. So basically, so, so like yeah, but and you would think like oh, it's just a two button fighting game. How hard can it be? But it's super complex because all the different characters have different ways of jumping and doing their kicks, and it's like you know who jumps first and all this kind of stuff, <laughs> and, and like you can't even move. Like all you can do is just jump and kick. So yep, it's I've seen that in tournaments before. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it's a fascinating game, and I love it. But it's also hilarious because it's just completely silly because they understand that it's completely like the whole premise is kind of crazy and, and anyway but so i highly recommend it. it's available on the playstation 3 um it's called dive kick i highly recommend it especially if you're into fighting games but if you're into fighting games you've probably already heard of it i would think but uh, anyway yeah so i had a bunch of people over we got to play that once i was super excited uh and that's the only time like i ever had like a bunch of people over to play like dive kick and now that game just languishes on my playstation 3 so <laughs> i have all these games that i'm playing i'm trying to play crash team racing for no ultimate reason because it just gives me memories of playing with my brothers back in the day and I consider, like, basically, I, I was thinking about this, like, playing Crash Team Racing, like, that is giving me, like, the same kind of nostalgia hit that WoW Classic will, I think. Like, you know, it's just a different, you know, it's like, oh, I played Crash Team Racing, and I remember, like, oh, doing this track, racing against my brothers. When I get into WoW Classic, it's going to be like, oh, yeah, I remember running around Mulgore and killing these, uh, these like, there's the, what, the dwarves over in the one part of Mulgore that, you know, like, oh, I'm going to go kill them. And, like... It's going to be like, yeah, this is going to give me a flashback to like 2005 when I was like living in an apartment by myself, except I'm not doing that anymore. So well, life is crazy. I feel old. That's the point. These games are making me feel <laughs> old. And yeah, and, and I can't drink as much. So Harv, you win at that too. So it's, like, <laughs> yeah, it's tough being Nick. That's my point right here. <laughs> also, when I got to when I got there, I'm like, oh, man. We got to do dailies before reset. <laughs> <laughs> so as we're staying, me and Ray are staying up to like one or two. Eric's like, F it, I'm going to bed. <laughs> and we're like starting to do dailies. And then we're both falling asleep at the computer. And we're like, nice. let's go to bed and get up at like 730 and do them before reset. Nice. So we did that. And then it reset. And they're like, all right, let's do them again. 
And then she actually unlocked flying the day before me. So she was flying us around, both of us around for a while. And then the next morning, I got my flying unlocked. She's like, oh, cool. Now things are back to normal and you can fly me. Man, when I was flying Josh around to get the sticky seaweed, so I couldn't find anything. I was like, man, I don't know where the elf I'm going. This is really bad, guys. I'm sorry. I was like, I can fly, but I can't do anything. Until you click on the map that I have to land here. <laughs> I, I was riding on her mount, and I was like, to the left. And she's like, I don't see it. And I just, like, I'd have to turn and be like, to the left. The other left. Oh, and she'd fly over to the thing, and I'd click it. <laughs> nice. Don't worry, guys. I'm bad with directions in real life, too. So that's not, <laughs> doesn't translate any different. I trusted her enough to drive my car around because I I wanted to get chauffeured the whole time. Yeah. So we'd be walking out of the car to bag keys, hand them to Ray or Eric, no, well, whoever was driving. That's because I collected all 30 heirloom pieces so I could get the chauffeur mount. So I guess that's what I get is to be the chauffeur. You are a chauffeur. <laughs> all right. Anything about Crash Team Racing? No, I think I said it all. All right. I guess we get to move on to like real life topics and some other stuff, right? Yeah, stuff happened. Well, not yeah, really. Stuff happened. Not really? Not that giant message from Frank Pierce? Eh, well, I feel like... I, I don't know. It's... Like, yes, okay, like he's one of the three founding members of Blizzard. Yeah, technically, he's the third founding mes- mem- member of Blizzard to leave. Like, Adham left first. And then Morheim left, and now he's leaving. The only difference is that Adham came back. So we still have one founding member of Blizzard <laughs> still hanging out there. Um, but I don't know. Like, the thing about Pierce is that I'll admit, like, I don't know that much about his involvement because he was very sort of behind-the-scenes guy. Like, he didn't really do too much publicly. Like, the only thing that I remember him doing is after Metzen left, he gave the closing part of the keynote at uh at blizzcon um and that was where he he uh talked about diablo that was the year that they were doing like the 20th anniversary stuff uh where uh you could go and like they were recreating diablo 1 and diablo 3 and then also he talked about like the necromancer coming and whatnot um and like that was cool and but like you could tell like he, if he felt a little bit shoehorned in there they're like crap we need somebody to fill in for Metzen. grab pierce and I guess it was only because they couldn't use Morheim because Morheim opened the show. So that, you know, and, uh, and I think that was also the year Adam came back. So I don't, you know, like they, I guess like as far as like founding members go, like, you know, they let Morheim open and him close, but I don't remember, like, I don't know what his involvement was. And so I, th- I feel like the easy take, I guess the easy take, and then there's the easy rebuttal to the easy take. Uh, the easy take is like, oh no, you know, founding member of Blizzard leaving Activision is just, you know, you know, getting their, their, uh, you know, getting their, their, their clutches into Blizzard all the more. Um, and then the easy response is like, the dude's been there for 28 years. Like it's time for him to, not that it's time for him to go, but it makes sense that he would want to go. Um, you know, cause he's been there long enough. He's not, he's not a young dude. Like he's got plenty of money. You know, so yeah, if he wants to, you know, if, he, if he's ready to move on and, and, you know, go into, you know, the next chapter of his life, so be it. Like, it's not the kind of thing that you necessarily need to be worried about. Um, I feel like if anything, Activision, like Activision will get their clutches into Blizzard if only by attrition. That Activision itself being a company 
is not is made up of people, but it is not actually people itself. And so, like, no matter who Blizzard has, Activision can wait them out. Even if Blizzard hired like some, you know, a 25 year old to be like, you will be the personification of Blizzard and all that is good that Blizzard was. And you will prevent this company from succumbing to the greed and terrors of Activision that if, you know, if they did that, like Activision can wait around because like Activision has no age. And so, you know, eventually that 25 year old will be 75 and he'll leave and then Activision wins. So, um, yeah, again, I'm getting very, very, uh old here i'm talking about age and stuff and i don't know but uh yeah i mean you know best wishes to pierce and in, in his uh in his future endeavors and whatnot um the other thing that's interesting is uh i guess there was a recent interview with morheim uh that he was talking about i think he won an award over in spain i don't think we talked about this um but he uh was basically he was talking about a lot of stuff because i guess like whatever um i guess nda or, or you know no uh like, you know, whatever, whatever limitations he had where he couldn't talk about what was going on in Blizzard, uh, he was a little bit more free to talk about that. And he made it very clear that he still wants to be involved in games and do stuff with games. And you almost get the impression that creatively he's not done. And then so because like with Morheim, we were speculating the same thing. Like, oh, you know, he's old. He's been there a long time. It's, you know, if he wants to get out, like there's no reason for him not to get out. Like he can do what he wants. He's old. And he's rich. He's good. And. You know, and now we're finding like, well, if he still is, if he still has that burning desire for creativity and I get to a certain degree, like when you're like the CEO or the CEO and like you're in the head of a company, you're not in the trenches where you're actually working on stuff. You're too high up. Uh, but that said, like, if you're like, if you're ownership, if you're one of the founding members, like you can put yourself in a position to be like, you know what? I'm going to, you know, I'm abandoning the CEO post, but I'm staying with the company and I'm going to go get back in the trenches. The fact that he felt he needed to leave the company to really get the freedom to start doing that kind of stuff. And I mean, maybe part of it too, is just, you can't like replicate a startup from within a, a major corporation kind of thing. Um, so that like that, I'll give you, like, if you're worried about Activision taking over blizzard like that, like Morheim's statements, I'll give you like, they can be concerning. Um, but as far as Pierce leaving, I mean, at this point we don't know. Um, if he and Morheim go, and I think it's Bonfire where Rob Pardo is, uh, you know, another ex-Blizzard guy, um, if they go to Bonfire, if they start something else and, and they go like recruit Metzen or something, because um, that's the other thing too. Okay? Like I worked for a company where the company got bought out, you know, it was a bunch of guys local. They started it up, uh, you know, they built the company as they were building up. They got attention from bigger companies. Company got bought out. And then over enough time, all the people that started the, started the original company, they all left. And, ever, and then sure enough, they all leave and then they all get back together and like restart the company again. And it's basically like a, you know, from their perspective, they're, I, I think they were doing it more as like a, a money-making type thing. Like you, you build the company, you get bought out, you get a ton of money up, oh, start it again, build the company, you know, get bought out, you know, that that's, that's their ultimate, you know, plan for making money there. And, and th I mean, maybe that's what Morheim and uh, and Pierce are looking to do. You know, get uh, you know get another company, build it up. You know, put out some games. Obviously, then you know they make money off the games that they're selling too. It's not like they're, they're going to give the games away for free just so they can get bought out. But um, I mean, that could be something they're going to do. But you know, who knows? You can always get the band back together at some point. But uh, yeah, overall, as far as Pierce leaving, it's I'm I'm not I'm not worried. I think the bigger issue. I, I think the bigger issue, we just need to see what they do at BlizzCon this year. I mean, Brack, Brack's been under the microscope for the last year, basically. Um, you know, we'll see how BlizzCon goes. If, if BlizzCon goes well, 
all of this goes away. Everybody will be fine. Um, if BlizzCon has any kind of slip up there, you know, then the the people are going to smell blood in the water and it's, you know, hyenas jumping on the back of a lion or something. It'll be bad. So the blizzard's going to turn into a McFlurry? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I tip okay. my hat to that one. Wow, that, that was very well done. Very well done. Sorry, I had to sit on that one. I was like, he's almost done. I can say it. I can say it. <laughs> no, I want one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, I guess looking to that, we could probably move on to world's first race. We got method and limit looking like that seven and eight, huh? Yeah. Well, uh, last I ch- heard, I think method and limit were both at seven of eight. Uh, so everybody's up on Ashara. Um, yeah. I forget which boss it was. I think it was Ashvane that was had everybody kind of backed up a little bit, or maybe there was the one council fight. Oh, really? Um, I think so. I forget which one it was. I know that people were hung up there. Um, no, the big drama with the world first race this year. Uh, and I've only kind of loosely followed this. I've never been, a, not that I, I shouldn't say I've never been a big fan of the world first race, but I've never followed it that closely. Uh, but I guess Red Bull was looking to sponsor the world first race and kind of claim it as like Red Bull presents the world of Warcraft, uh, tides of Vashara world first, uh, you know, uh, race and method was like, yeah, no, that's not happening. And their, their official reason was basically like, they feel it's a community event, like blizzard, like either blizzard should be running it or the community should be running it. It shouldn't be a third party company. That's going to benefit off that, which from an official line of reasoning, I agree with. Um, but then like people were also pointing out, like it still would have hurt method because, uh, all the streams would have had to go through the red bull channels and method wouldn't be making any money off their own streams and whatnot. Um, that said, I know Limit and Pieces are the two guilds. I think Pieces was the one that won uh, World First Crucible of uh, Crucible of Storms. Um, so I think those two guilds are, are going with the Red Bull stuff. Uh, that said, from what I've heard, uh, like people are watching all the streams. People are very in, into this. They're getting a lot of attention. Uh, you know, Method seems to be doing well. Limit seems to be doing well. Uh, so I guess Red Bull seems to be doing well by extension. Um, so yeah. Okay, everybody else is six of eight, so yeah. Oh, for the top, I guess the what do they only show the top ten on Wildhead, or is it just uh, these are literally the only people playing? No, I'm. I, I, well, I think te- I mean technically everybody's in it if you think about it. Uh, I think I think uh, I think they only list the top ten there. Mm. But <laughs> okay, uh, what uh, uh, CGN Trenchfoot in the chat? Morheim and Metzen should join Bethesda and rescue Fallout seventy six. Um, <laughs> one from what I've heard fallout 76 is slowly rescuing itself Two, no, more I, I, and medicine. I, not, I, I feel like for fallout 76 would be the wrong game for them. I, I think they, uh, they need something a little more. Um, I don't want to say fantasy cause uh, like overwatch isn't exactly fantasy. It's a little more sci-fi, but, uh, like give them a world of their own to play and let medicine play. Let Metzen build his own toys. Don't you? I mean, he did well with Transformers, but like, I feel like Metzen's best when he's got full creative control. Yeah, we don't need Fallout seventy six to have a bunch of orc lore and then turn into an esports. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I would like with Metzen working on Fallout seventy six is that it'd be like Fallout Soldier seventy six. Like, give me that kind of crossover. <laughs> Would it, re- would it also be in the year 1776? Like, do we want to cross over extra things? Everybody has to have muskets and cannons at that point. 
And yeah. just walk in a straight line into a line of death. Yeah, but look at how look at how the technology in WoW varies from like you have cultures where like a sword and and uh, like a a tree trunk used as a shield is like the advanced most advanced they are, and then you have like flat out guns and laser beams and all kinds of other stuff on the like WoW encompasses a large number of different technological scopes that. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I wouldn't I, 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 like, yeah, just to limit it to like muskets and stuff. I feel like you're you're, you're going to set yourself up for like, oh, here's this guy with a musket. And the next him is a guy with a laser beam on his head. Excuse me, dive kick. You just talked about it like 15 minutes ago. Yes, actually. <laughs> you're, right. Buttons. you're right. Good. I missed that. You're right. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, I guess good luck to them and see how that goes on them for the rest of i don't know how long it'll take probably forever i know we talked about it in a during raid i think jace was like can't wait to watch this and see how long it take before they just don't do it they'll, they'll <laughs> probably they'll probably have it done by the time this goes up yeah we'll see and then moving on to the next thread reddit things we got i guess i missed the i missed the equation part i went to go click on it and i didn't save it so Nick is going to have to refresh me on the okay. mathematical so, point of the the TP. So there were two Reddit threads that where uh, two people took some premises and then did some crazy math. Uh, and the first one um, actually is a little more realistic. Uh, they they basically uh, analyzed for a company of Blizzard size, and then based off how many employees they have, and then based off how often people have to use the restroom, uh, they were able to figure out roughly how much toilet paper blizzard uses on a regular basis and then they said based on that number if you break it down like your year subscription if you pay 15 dollars a month that works out to um uh what is it let's uh 12 times 15 i can't do the math right off the top of my head 120 one was it 130 like 130 one i don't know um no i'm not doing i'm not doing the math right at all i'm terrible on this um but anyway whatever the math works out to be um, he said, like, it, like your WoW subscription for the year, one person can buy Blizzard two weeks worth of toilet paper. <laughs> so I thought that was an interesting way to convert the money that you spend, uh, you know, which means basically what? So you need uh, you need about 26 people to be subscribed to WoW for a year and everybody at Blizzard gets toilet paper. So I guess that's good. They've got more than 26 subscriptions right now. So uh, they have enough toilet paper. I guess that's the takeaway. <laughs> Me and Ray were reading the comments on that. <laughs> and they were, people were like, oh, man, but I only use like one square every time. And somebody's like, you're weird. You suck. And then <laughs> if you. That was Cheryl Kroll that probably answered about using one square of toilet paper or whatever. If you want to. I don't even know if I should talk about this. If you want to like feel terrible. If you want, well, not, like, not feel terrible, like for yourself, but just be like, like horrified. There's a, uh, there's a, uh, there's a thread somewhere. I, I honestly don't remember where I saw this. It was b like a bunch of Reddit, different Reddit threads of women complaining that their boyfriends or husbands uh, don't wipe their butt. That they're like they're doing their laundry and there's just like poop in their lawn in their laundry because they don't wipe their butt properly or they like don't even shower because they, like, they're 
they're they're afraid you know they're like oh you know nothing goes near my butt because i'm not i'm not like that and it's like but that's not how wiping your butt works at all wasn't there a whole conversation at deadpool 2 about this exact subject yes actually you're right yes yes there was <laughs> so uh, i guess the point is that deadpool 2 didn't make that up like that's real sh- well i mean it's on the internet so i mean maybe it's not real shit but well <laughs> monster was talking about it wasn't he I think we were talking about it, and I'm like, "Yeah, man, you got to use some wipes." So yeah. Then you dry it with the paper, toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, it was this huge discussion that night. The moral of the story is Ray went out and bought some wipes. They were in the bathroom at their house. Nice. <laughs> hey, I got wipes in my house. I mean, you know, because I have I'm a three year old. But um... for any guy listening to this podcast, please don't leave. Skid marks. <laughs> yeah, wipe your other butt. To have to clean. <laughs> <laughs> this this uh. shouldn't even need to be a PSA. Losing <laughs> 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 faith in humanity. <laughs> I, was, I was telling Ray that earlier. But it was like, yeah, if, you know, we used to do the PSAs. If you want to bring the PSAs back, yeah, I did not think this is how we do it. <laughs> <laughs> PSA, wipe your butt. That's <laughs> or, or, or like oh, CD and Trenchfoot, racing stripes make you go faster. No, it's not like it's not like stickers give you more horsepower. I don't know if those racing stripes also make you go. Oh faster. man! <laughs> no, uh, I sh- I, you know I should have known. That- Eric just face palmed like, yeah. real hard. Yeah, should have known that that thread palm. was was gonna be danger. <laughs> oh no! Oh god! I'm not going to be Trenchfush's roommate. That's no bueno. <laughs> Use their water pick. Yikes. <laughs> Eric's dying. Mm-hmm. I should I should probably skedaddle onto the drainer as a moon topic. Yeah, so so this one I thought was interesting. Um, and this one I, I feel we, we should be a lot safer on. Um, but no, somebody sat down and they looked at the way Draenor moves through like the skyboxes. And then they looked at some of the other math and the lore and whatnot and their conclusion is that Dranor is a moon not an actual planet that the way it would move around bef- I guess before it got sucked into the twisting nether went the portals and stuff um, that it actually orbits another planet and not so much that uh, it, it's a, a planet unto itself I mean it's, and it's one of those things where like that's really cool that he did that like he went sat there and he broke down all the all the different, uh, you know, like he, he broke down all the numbers and crunched them and whatnot and looked at the lore and stuff. But at the same time, like, it's like, yeah, he's thinking about it way more than Blizzard is. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't think that like, that, like, I can't imagine anybody at Blizzard was like, oh, no, no, Draenor is secretly a moon, but we're not going to put that anywhere. We're just going to leave all these little like actual like orbital effects and whatnot so that people like, if they really look at it, they can figure it out. Uh, but we're not actually going to publicize that fact. Uh, I mean, I guess that's possible, but I doubt that. I think it's it's one of those cases, and I say this to somebody who fully loves the lore, and I know that I probably look at some parts of the lore way more than Blizzard does, because at the end of the day, they just want to give you a reason to you know go collect some bear butts um, <laughs> or, or do a poop quest. I guess that would actually be the most appropriate thing to talk about at this point. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, they just want to give you a reason for why you're running around, you know, killing stuff and then collecting stuff. Um, yeah, why are we collecting forty spiders' eyes again? Right, because it's, it's a moon. 
Because it's a movie. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's how it all works out. So, uh, but yeah, but that said, I mean, if if the math all checks out, and I see no reason to think why it wouldn't, I mean, Draenor is a moon, so that's pretty cool. That's no moon. It's a space station. Ha ha ha. <laughs> well, actually, if you think like, about it, and then well, t- where are we going? Well, technically, what Ashagoon is that big mountain that's actually a Draenei ship that crashed into it. So it is kind of a space station if you think about it. Let's bring it back to WoW. That's the area in the Grand where I hit 70 on my first tune ever. Exactly. I just ran around for like 30 minutes killing mobs outside of that because I was so close. Well, on the little circle, circular path, you just ran around there just killing the mobs going around? Yeah. Because nice. I had an add-on that was telling me how much XP per hour I'm getting, so I was literally just chain pulling bombs. I'm like, I've got like two bars left. <laughs> it was like four in the morning, way back in the day. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to look at the potato quality video later. I don't understand sciency things, so I'll have to have someone else teach me that stuff. <laughs> we need a paladin to explain it. No, they just do math. I don't know if they do science and math. They don't always fall hand in hand in our Venn diagram. <laughs> <laughs> I think we don't have any news bites, right? Um, so. No, those pretty much were the news bites. Like I said, it's been a relatively yeah. slow. Uh, it's been a relatively slow three weeks. Yeah. Well, then I guess it'll drum roll into our next next section of. Look back at episode 37. All right. So, yeah, 100 episodes ago was episode number 37. Uh, This was from September 13th, 2015. Uh, It was the first day of football season, and I sounded tired. Uh, (laughs) You guys had uh, defeated Valhari in Hellfire Citadel. Uh, Ghost Crawler. uh, They discovered a Ghost Crawler Easter egg for Paladins, where when you summon the, uh, the table... Uh, remember the flippable table from uh, from Mr. Pandaria that every so often if you're a ret paladin or a prop paladin and you summon that table, there's a little tiny ghost ghost crab that would be on the table when you flipped it because uh, Ghost Crawler famously nerfed paladins to the ground. And so that was their revenge is that they would flip the table on them. Uh, and apparently that had been in the game that had been in the game since the beginning of Mop, uh, but they had just found it back then. That's great. Uh, I had forgotten about that. And then I remember, yeah, I remember I took a, a screenshot of that. And the problem is that the, uh, the, the crab doesn't show up every time. So I had, and I had to wait, like I had to, I rolled a paladin and then I had to wait with this paladin for the, like the cooldown to blow. And then I could flip the table. Like, Nope, no crab. I got to wait again. So it was annoying to get that screenshot, but I got it. Um, <laughs> we should have all logged in our paladins that day. Yeah. I think you guys might have. I think you guys might have tried to help on that. Because I do remember talking to you guys in chat when I was doing that. But, uh, yeah. So then uh, Dragon Con was that weekend. Had a WoW panel. Uh, and that's where we learned a lot of stuff about what was coming uh, in Legion. Like, Multi-Strike was going away. Survival Hunters were announced as a melee class with Pet. Uh, Demon Hunters would be starting at 98. And the Moonkin update was coming. And uh, then they said they have plans for Jaina. Which is interesting to note that like they, those plans didn't have anything to do with Legion, but it would all be about Battle for Azeroth is where we'd see what Jaina was doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we did have a PSA that did not involve your butt. Uh, it was uh, spend more money on the in-game store so that you could save your wrists from burnout. 
Uh, I guess the whole point being that you can't give yourself carpal tunnel from playing too much if you just buy the mount instead of grinding it out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, because people were complaining that the time walking mounts were going to take 5,000 badges and that was just a ploy to keep people subscribed. Um, I don't know. You know, that's something, I mean, we've been living with time walking now for a while. Uh, what was it? Uh, Wrath of the Lich King time walking was just this past week. I mean, you guys feel fine about the 5,000 badges? It doesn't take that long no. to get them. I mean, it's, you know, a few cycles. It's not that bad. Oh, for the mounts? Yeah. No, it's easy. I mean, I have them all now. Nice. When they, when they announced that Warlords was, oh, we're going to come out with uh, Warlords Time Walking, new mount. And I'm like, cool, I have two tunes that already have like 4,000 anyway. Nice. So. Yeah, that uh, that quest that gives you 500 badges, all you have to do is run one, uh, one dungeon to get 500 badges. I mean, you know, that's, that's 10 cycles. And if you do that on enough characters, then, yeah, you can get whatever you want, basically, after enough time. So I think they, they've done a good job alleviating the complaints there. Um, and then uh, I did make the prediction that as time walking expands, it would be around all the time. Basically, it would be like always up and it would just be a different, you know, like, oh, this week's the Pandaria week. Next week's the Warlords week. And they have not done that. They're still cycling through with all the other stuff. So, yeah, I think it it's every third week now, something like that. I would like it to be up all the time. I'm 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 gonna maintain that even though I was wrong on that prediction. <laughs> um, I want them to add like the rest of the dungeons eventually. So it's not just limited, like, you know, Harv is like, wasn't there a Halls of Reflection? Yes, that was the hard one. Pitisarian is nothing compared to Halls of Reflection, at least during content. I wonder if there's something because like Halls of Reflection has that special mechanic where Arthas is chasing you. I think that's Halls of Reflection, right? Mm-hmm. And I wonder yeah. if there's something about that, like it doesn't scale properly. And so they're just like, hey, we're not going to bother with that. But, well, I mean, they already had that issue in uh, BC too. Yeah. Right? And the stuff wasn't working right. And we're well, like, we're all dying. Help. Well, maybe they learned. They're like, oh crap. We're not, you know, anything that's too complex, just, just forget about it. Cause it, it's the same thing with the, uh, like, why don't they do the train dungeon? Uh, and, and, it, you know, in warlords, I can't remember the name of it. The grim rail depot. Like, why didn't they do, why didn't they do that one? And, Maybe there's something about it. I don't know because the mechanics are weird that it just doesn't work right. I don't know, but uh, there's something about mechanics. Yeah, they're for cars. Ha ha ha. But uh, yeah. So then also also th- uh, this was the time when Method imploded, which is funny to talk about since they're in the world first race right now. Um, but a bunch of people left Method and founded another guild, Serenity, and so everybody's trying to figure out how this was going to affect the world first race going into Legion. Uh, and then uh, Sko from Method was trying to diversify Method into other games. Again, Method trying to make money, and it was causing problems. Um, but, uh, yeah, so then, uh, yeah, we were talking about Blizzard devs, because Blizzard uh, devs admitted, like, they'll pull up, I guess they had, like, at the time, they could watch the uh you know like they would send people like basically like ghost characters into the dungeons where the world first guilds were and actually like watch them so even though like they like now it's all streaming but back then it wasn't but blizzard could still watch the world first race in their offices uh and then we made a comment that's something that could be televised better which now they're doing so it only took four years good for them uh and then we we had a big talk about how people don't use their vacation time properly in the u.s and europe well they don't use it properly in the u.s in europe it's much better uh, and then, uh, I talked about my Sargeras theory of yard work, which was wrong, which was basically that, uh, Sargeras just got tired of killing all the demons over and over again. And he was just like, screw it. Let's just kill everything. Like instead of mowing your lawn all the time, just pave it over. 
Um, and then the the trailer for the Warcraft movie had leaked, and then uh, we talked about WoW being put in a video game museum. So, yeah, <laughs> CG and Trenchfoot again. Yeah, well, Serenity sure showed method. Yeah, exactly. Who's who's standing now? So, yeah. So that was episode thirty-seven from twenty fifteen. I think that wraps up all our stuff for today. We did pretty well. Yeah. Especially for the lack of topics that we were we were worried we didn't have. <laughs> we always, were worried we'd have nothing to talk about. It always about. works out. <laughs> Never underestimate our ability to ramble on about nothing. Damn right. <laughs> right. All right, well, I guess we're going to sum this up then. This has been episode 137 of WoW Talk. Thanks for everyone at home for listening. Thanks to Heat Kings for the intro song. Thank you to Jarrett for producing and editing. And thank you everyone hanging out in the chat room tonight. We had the VIP of uh, Owl Recap, and then we had Angel of Light, CGN Trenchfoot, Commander Root, Lurks, and Tade. We are at WoW Talk MB, MTB on Twitter, also MTB site. Oh, I guess that's at MTB site. Oops. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash buttons. Also on YouTube at youtube.com slash buttons. Okay, Nick, where can people find you? I am at WookieBH on Twitter. Uh, you can also find me here on the Master Those Buttons Network on the Torn and the Goblin, where we talk about Warcraft story and lore. Okay, Eric, where can people find you? I can still be found on Facebook at my name, and then Discord. It's going to be Toretto pound sign seven six four five. All right, and Harv, where can people find you? On Facebook at my name, uh, on Twitter at Harv Scream, and on Discord at Harv pound sign eighty six seventy three. Right, and you can find me on Facebook at my name. Which the URL there is uh, at Bishonen Nomiko on Twitter, which is also for Discord with a pound sign 4932. You can join us on the Mash Those Buttons community on Discord at discord.me slash mash those buttons. Our next show recording is at August 4th at 10.30 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. And you can email us with any questions or comment at wildtalk at mash those buttons. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to help us out, please share it and rate it if you can on your own favorite uh, podcast platform of choice and if you'd like to support mashes buttons please check out our patreon at patreon.com slash mashes buttons you can help support mashes buttons and all our great podcasts for as little as a dollar a month and gain access to patreon exclusive content also for those in the chat room please consider the twitch subscription if you can and stay tuned to hear about our other shows on the mashes buttons network for nick eric and harv i'm ray enjoy playing wow see ya okay bye see ya Take care. Thank you for choosing a Mash Those Buttons podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you would like to subscribe to one of our shows, you can find us on multiple podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you can't find us on your favorite podcast platform, head over to mashthosebuttons.com, grab the RSS feed, and use it in your podcast platform of choice. We have shows for many different games, so if you want to check out some other podcasts you may enjoy, you should go to mashthosebuttons.com shows or stick around to hear about other shows that are available this week. 
Mash Those Buttons is an independent outlet that is supported by patrons. If you enjoy our content and want to help us grow, you can become a patron for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com slash mash those buttons. Besides helping us expand our content, patrons gain early access to special content and also have access to exclusive supporter-only content. If you'd like to stay connected with Mash Those Buttons, you can follow us at twitter.com slash the mash network, facebook.com slash mash those buttons, or we'd love to have you join our Discord community at discord.me slash mash those buttons. Once again, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Hi, this is Chrissy from the Final Fantasy XIV podcast, Wondrous Tales. Come hang out with us every other Monday for a casual discussion of what's going on in the community and some tips to improve your in-game quality of life. Oh boy, I sure do love Apex Legends. Let's drop really late and camp out like a bunch of pansies. Oh hell no, we're dropping spicy motherfucker. yeah! Get your candy ass over to Dropping Spicy, a podcast dedicated to Apex Legends, its development, and the community. Only on Mash Those Buttons.